0: Yeah, there's something the Lord wants me to uh, bring to your Notice we'll team up and see how much of it we can make this morning. It's about the law of Sabbath. Sabbath, Sabbath. And it is from this law, we got the Sunday law. That's why we have Sunday as a day of worship. You notice that um, in the Christian uh, communities around the world, Sunday is a day of worship. If you go to Israel... And where the different Jewish communities, they do it on Saturday. If you're in the Middle East, um, many of the Islamic countries, it's Friday, that's the public holiday, and that's the day. And from this day, we derive our holiday, because holy day, holy days are holy days. God created the first holiday. And according to him, it should happen once every week. And then there's a series of other ones within the year. So, um, we're going to start from the law and then go to grace. Yes, we're going to start from the law. Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. That's where Moses gave it as one of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Okay. (laughs) It's a command to observe that day and to keep it holy. Let me say something. Anybody that cares about going to heaven should be careful to make sure that you're not playing with the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments captures God's moral code. And they are timeless. They are not laws for Old Testament alone. Uh, The Old Testament had over 640 laws. Some of them are laws of ordinances. Some are statutes. Some have to do with the practice of Jewish religion. Some have to do with different things. But those 10 that God wrote on the tables of stone... Are timeless. They are not for Old Testament or New Testament. They, they transcend time. They transcend Testament. Okay. I think I should do something fast. Matthew chapter 7 verse 17. 5 verse 17. Jesus taught on the Ten Commandments. He taught on them. But as he was rounding up, you know, as he was beginning that discussion, this is what he said. Pastor Ben read: Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. So some people thought the New Testament has made obsolete the Ten Commandments. Everywhere in the New Testament, God makes it clear the laws that he, you know, erased. Are, you know, abrogated. You know how you abrogate certain decrees. He made it clear those ones are ordinances and statutes. Colossians chapter 2 verse 14 and 15 you can, you can read. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. For example, do you know if a lady is in her period, she can't near the temple. You can't be in church here. Do you know that if you come, if you sit down, the seat you sat on was defied. If somebody else sits on that seat, that person is defied too. Do you know if a man has wet dream, he stays defied till the next day? And to get back to him, he has to go take his bath and all that. There are all kinds of love. There are things you don't eat, there are things you don't touch. God removed all that. He said they were contrary. If we are to bear all that to be able to please God, we'll be in trouble. 640 of them. They were contrary to us. He took them and nailed them on the cross. Go ahead, at verse 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. By annulling all of these laws of statutes and ordinance, he reduced the basis on which demons and evil powers can now come and attack people and harass us and accuse us and all of that. Because you don't become righteous by having to obey all of that. But the moral code that are 10, they have not been done away with. If you do away with them, you do away with the universe. If you even do away with them, you do away with everything that is good because the whole society will collapse. Can you imagine doing away with thou shalt not kill? Can we now start killing? Can you imagine doing away with thou shall not commit adultery? Okay, can we now go ahead and start sleeping with each other's wife? Can you now imagine doing a with thou shall not steal? Okay, can we now start stealing? And if you think it's alright, we can start with your own money and your own properties first. Can you imagine doing a with thou shall not be a false witness against your neighbor? How do you feel when somebody lies against you and damages your reputation and all that? No, 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 no. If you do away with them, you have finished the whole human society. The so-called jurisprudence, the laws we use to govern our nations... The canon laws, you notice that Nigeria, the Nigerian constitution and most of the western countries are derivatives of the canon law. They are biblical laws. That means it is now murder, stealing, armed robbery. All this crime that we're trying to prevent, rape, will now be legal. Society will collapse the moment you tamper with them. So, go back to Matthew five seventy. Jesus said, I did not come to Tampa in case of these people that preach hyper-grace and they push it beyond his intended boundaries. Hear from the man that you're talking about. Yes. Think not that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Verse 18. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one title shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled very simple, has heaven and earth passed until this universe is destroyed the, law, the moral code still stands I even want to go further to say even in heaven even in the new heaven and new earth they will still be in operation are you telling me when we get into the new heaven and new earth where the bible says righteousness abides is that where we will start killing people again committing murder and all that no let me do this to help you understand the the timeless nature of the ten commandments there were two of them that lucifer was accused of in heaven while he was thrown down he had insurrection rebellion against god but he was also accused of two of those laws breaking them you can show it to them in 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 john chapter 8 Jesus said he was a murderer from the beginning. And he was also a liar. He abode not in truth. He said he was not only a liar, he's the father of it. Okay, read it. John 8, 40, 40, 44. You are of your father, the devil. And the loss of your father you will do. So, when somebody is not born again, your father is Satan because it's his nature that you are manifesting. When you give your life to God, that's when you become a child of God again. It's Satan's DNA you are manifesting, where you are doing all these criminal things. Now look at how he describes Satan. Yes? He was a murderer from the beginning. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to take note. Long before Adam ruled the, this, there were dispensation of angels before the dispensation of man. This guy committed a lot of crime. Murder was one of them. People only think about his pride and how he tried to overthrow God's government. Murder, murder. Until today he's still a murderer. So you see what I'm telling you that even among angels, the Ten Commandments obtains. Even an angels, why were certain angels chained in the pit of darkness during the time of Noah? What did they do? Immorality. They came and took daughters of men. It's not just among human beings. These laws, the Bible says, forever, O Lord, your word is established in heaven. He was a murderer from the beginning. God, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and a father of him. So, even for angels, lie is a sin. Don't think it's Moses that introduced the Ten Commandments. That's the point I wanted to make. Because when you want to talk about the laws of Moses, you say, ah, no, Moses, because he was educated in Egypt, was the first person to put it in writing. Actually, God wrote them first on tables of stone. Moses broke them, so God said, you have to write. And from that day, putting this thing in written form now started. Long, it used to be all out communication. Was Moses the first to say, thou shall not kill? If it was Moses, then what happened between Cain and Abel? Just at the time, the beginning of the human family. Cain killed Abel and the Bible said Cain was a murderer. So that law was there even in the garden of Eden. Was Moses the one that introduced, thou shall not commit adultery? Pastor Ben. Do you remember that Abraham, a king, Pharaoh, took Abraham's wife, Sarah? Do you remember that? And God brought plague upon the whole palace. This is hundreds of years before Moses was born. And the Pharaoh, God appeared to him in a dream and said, you're going to die. And the man pleaded with God and said, but this man told me that this woman was his sister. Because Abraham lied. He said it was his sister. That's why I went ahead. I did it out of the innocence of my heart. I thought it was his sister. God said, that's why I have not even killed you. Return the man's wife to him. And after returning it, ask him to come and pray before I will hear you. For that man is a prophet. You see, adultery was already an adultery as far back then. Of course, even before Abraham, immorality destroyed some angels. The heavenly watchers were destroyed by immorality long before there was a Moses 2000 years before there was a Moses it was immorality that led to the first flood Noah's flood and in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah you will see this gating sodomy homosexuality it destroyed two cities the city of Sodom and Gomorrah and there was no Moses these are hundreds of years before Moses was born these are timeless truths Okay, honor your father and mother. Was it Moses that first? Do you remember Noah? After the flood, one of his sons, Ham, went to see his father's nakedness and went ahead to talk about it. He brought a curse on his generation. This is more than a thousand years before Moses was born. So the laws were there because they are God's righteous requirement. It was at the time of Moses. They now put it down in writing so that we can have them. They have been there. An angel do the same thing. He will be sentenced. That's why they are evil angels today. Fallen angels. They broke God's moral laws. Look at the man called Jacob, one of the patriarchs. His first son, Reuben. Remember, he slept with. That he ruined his lineage. He ruined the man. Even the descendants that particular tribe of Israel. It was at the time of Moses that Moses started praying to leave that course. Can you imagine how many years between that that time and Moses? Almost 400 years. Is he when Lot slept with his daughters? Incest. As far back as then was incest. God put a law that no Moabi descendant of Lord for 10 generations can enter the house of God, that they are bastards. If you care about going to heaven, if you care about pleasing God and living a righteous life, stop playing with the Ten Commandments. It doesn't matter which preacher that is telling you, you heard Jesus, till heaven and hell passes away not even a comma not one of them will be removed having established that and of course if you have common sense you should know that if you remove the moral code those 10 then society collapses because we cannot do whatever we want and if i can kill whosoever i want sleep with anybody's wife you want then they will start with you because who will sleep pastor ben can you imagine that murder is now legal how can you sleep how can you sleep if you remove it in heaven heaven will become hell Matthew chapter 22 you know this 10 commandments verse 36 is summarized by Jesus in two words in two laws Yes, and, and the, the word used to summarize all that ten commandments is love. That's why in the New Testament, the ultimate law, the law of the new covenant is love. The reason is like that, is that love is the fulfillment of the law. Pastor Ben, read, yes, from verse 36, Matthew 22, from verse 36, yes. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? So there are ten of them. This man was a lawyer. He was expecting Jesus to pick one. Maybe and say this one is the greatest. Look at how Jesus answered him. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Yes. This is the first and great commandment. Yes and the second is like unto it thou shalt love your neighbor as thyself so that's why Christianity is like it's a cross, it's built on the cross first relationship is vertical, man relationship with God, the second is horizontal, it's our relationship with one another, so this one is loving God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my might with all my mind, the other one is loving your neighbor as yourself And look at what he said, verse 40. On these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. So the summary of the whole Bible, all the teachings of the scripture, is these two commandments. Anybody that loves God with total abandonment and loves his neighbor the way he loves himself has fulfilled all the righteous requirements of the scriptures. Do you know, many years ago, I read this powerful answer that Jesus gave. And I thought Jesus was the one that invented it. It was the same Moses who wrote the Ten Commandments that also gave the summary of it. The same Moses. For example, show them Deuteronomy chapter 6. Read from verse 4. Let them see. here, yes. o-, o Israel... The Lord our God is one Lord. Yes. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Mm -hmm. These words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. Mm -hmm. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou lies down, and when thou rises up. You know, we talk about morning devotion in the families. God believes that the discussing his word with our children should be a constant thing, not only in the morning, even before they go to bed. And everywhere in the Bible, the Bible says meditate on it day and night. It didn't say only, only day. Lasting you're thinking about as you go to sleep, should be God's word. It will affect the kind of sleep you, the quality of your sleep, and even the kind of dreams you have. So, this is Moses that said, thou shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. So, Jesus was quoting him. And he broke the whole Ten Commandments into two because I remember, Moses wrote them on two tables of stone. One has to do with our relationship with God. The other has to do with our relationship with people. Six of them are listed in our relationship with people. The second stone. Four on our relationship with God. And if you check the one that has to do with our relationship with God, the one Jesus said is the greatest. Then the second one is love your neighbor as yourself. The one that has to do with loving God it is the <laughs> undyed And you find remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The law of Sabbath that does not only affect God, it affects us too. And you will see it in a few minutes. But why will God put it here? Because it has to do with our relationship with God. It has to do with loving God. It has to do with devotion to him. It has to do with worship. If you love God, then you respect the day of worship. And that day you go to service and worship him. You don't sit in your house watching TV. You don't go and be playing sports on a Sunday morning. The more I learn of this, the more it has started putting uh, uh, some level of control, even in the way I make certain decisions. Because, for example, there are times I have traveling agents who book flights for me. They will book, maybe we're doing international trip or doing, they book it on Sunday morning. And Sunday morning, you're supposed to get up early and rush to the airport. No, nothing is running away. I have to go to service before I head off to that airport doesn't matter what it is it's only when it's an essential issue maybe i'm even making that trip to go and preach some people are waiting for me that morning maybe if i jump into that plane in about an hour i'll be in that service talking to them i can do that there are other essential issues that can make you do that like life and death issue yes Because I need to make this statement. Moses was not the one that instituted the law of Sabbath. The law of Sabbath was instituted by God at the creation. It's one of the creation principles. But let's read what Moses said so that we can go to creation and see where it started. Okay, Exodus 24 verse 8. We'll read to them, yes? Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Verse 9. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. So, ladies and gentlemen, this thing has to do with labor laws also. It has to do with labor and productivity. God understands that if you leave human beings, they will drive their laborers till death. Work from Monday to Sunday, Sunday to Monday, Monday to Sunday, and they will allow people to rest, especially the people who are the employers of labor. And God also knows that we have a tendency to be out of control. Some people are workaholics. And the opposite of that is that there are people that are lazy. The lazy people reverse the law. They sleep for six days and work for one day. The ratio of work to rest is six is to one. If you check your life and that balance is maintained then you are a diligent person. The ratio of work to pleasure is six is to one. You know, some people like enjoyment. God has no problem with that. But work six times, the amount of pleasure and enjoyment you go for. You should be producing six times more than you are spending (laughs) your level of productivity because you know some people spend everything they earn that's crazy your productivity should be six times higher than your your expenses then you are a very prosperous person the principle is that if something happens that like you don't have to work for one year or two years, you can still maintain your standard of living. Okay, go ahead, sir. Yes, six days is for work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it, thou shall in it thou shalt not not do, do any, any work. work. Yes. Thou, no, thy son, no, thy daughter, thy servant, thy mind servant, no, thy maid servant, no, thy cattle, no, thy stranger that is within thy gates. Okay, it's interesting that when God made the law of Sabbath, everyone, I want you to be looking at the law of Sabbath. Meanwhile, Sabbath means rest. It's about balancing work and rest. It also means holidays. And I'm glad that we are coming to the end of the year again where you should at least find seven days to come out of whatever hustle and bustle to relax. There is a rhythm between work and rest, work and pleasure, work and holidays that makes a man wealthy and prosperous and successful is a way to do it, you compromise other things. You compromise your health, you compromise family, you compromise relationship, and you will definitely compromise your faith. Because you want to make money. In this attempt to pursue our career, pursue businesses, we should know when to put a stop. And after this period, time for rest, time for family, time for God, we can go back and the rhythm is maintained. And we that are doing the work, will be refreshed, recharged, refueled, ready again to go for it. That man will be far more productive and prosperous at the end of the day. Sabbath affects so many areas of your life. It affects family life. A lot of us are too stressed. You are stressed, your wife is stressed, and your relationship is suffering. Some you are stressed, or guy is stressed, the staff are stressed, the everybody employees are stressed, employer is stressed, the organization will pay for it. Innovation drops, creativity drops, you know, breakthrough ideas drops. When stress takes over, you move into uh, only hard work, the routine of hard work, but you know, you know, smart work stops. And then people will start breaking down. And it can be pastors. also. It can also be those in ministry. It doesn't, this, this thing is not respective of person. Laws are laws. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to look into this law of Sabbath. Exodus twenty ten, 10. Because the, the, there's something called the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. I'm going to repeat it again. There's something called the letter of the law. The Jews will only go for the letter. Jesus had problem with them. The man that gave them the Ten Commandments when he came in the flesh started correcting where they just go for the letter and they miss the spirit of the law. For example, he was telling them, you have these ten things written. But the spirit, the essence of this thing is so you can love God and be totally devoted to him with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your mind. And the essence of this is so you can love your neighbor. You can have just the do's and don't, the letter, and you have missed the essence. And the letter kill it. Take, for example, if the essence of the Ten Commandments is to create love and harmony and coexistence among social cohesion in a society, in family, among friends, in a church, and all that, you're always quarreling with people but you are busy thinking you're obeying the ten commandments you are breaking the ten commandments because that strife is the to control strife to control bitterness to control that is the essence of the law let me give you an example <laughs> just the church here just showed love to a young girl you know for listening to her testimony you can see where she is financially and what is going on with our family? Just 10,000. You just showed our love. You have just kept all of that 10 commandments by that thing you did. That's the essence. If you're dwelling in harmony with your family members, if you're walking in love with your wife, you're, that's the essence because there are two. The second part has to do with the person, your neighbor and your closest neighbor. If you are married, it is your wife. Your children is the next, and then it flows to other people in the family. If if you're able to live in harmony and take care of this one person you took to the altar and took vows on, then you are heaven worthy. You are talking about going to heaven because it's a world of love. It's a paradise. They are not going to allow you to come with all this your hatred and all this your quarrel into that place. You are not going to enter there that way. This is the spirit of the law. So when you come to Sabbath, for example, the essence is rest. Don't keep walking and walking and walking. You won't even prosper that way if you don't maintain this equilibrium, this balance. Another essence of this, there are seven of them. One of them is health. You will break down. The machine that you are using to drive will break down. Everything that keeps working needs servicing, needs periods for service. Our cars need periodic servicing. Oh, for example, you need times you take your car to refuel it at the filling station. Am I correct? There are, even the generators in my house, there are companies that come, there are cycles. Certain number of weeks you run that generator, they come and service it, remove oil, change oil, change this one, filter. It's the same thing with our body. So it's all about servicing, renewal. That's the essence Because somebody can come and just teach the letter and try to put people under bondage. Jesus, the Bible says the law came by Moses, John chapter 1 verse 17. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. There is liberty even in obeying God. It's not bondage, it's not prison. There is liberty. That's what grace is. Jesus brought grace and truth. What he did with truth is to bring the essence, the principles, the core principle that God is after. Okay, Pastor Ben. The Bible said, thou shalt not kill. That's how Moses put it. And the Jews just take it. So until there is murder, before you can start tracking evil. Jesus came and said, if you hate your brother without a cause, you're already breaking that commandment because you first think it before you do it. Murder starts from hatred, from envy, from strife. So Jesus said, "Let's go and remove the root cause, so that you won't get to where you are carrying out the behavior." He said, Moses said, "Thou shalt not commit adultery." So he said, "If you're lusting after somebody's wife, a woman in your heart, you've committed adultery in your heart. Get rid of it. Don't even if somebody is married. What is my business with you?" I go to shop and they say this one is sold. What is my business? Somebody has bought it. There are still many of that in the market. There are still many of that. Why why is it the one that Pascal has that I want to? I'm envious. Do you notice that he gave ten commandments? They are all about behavior. Behavior. Thou shalt not. Things you should do or don't do. The last one, he legislated thought. Because with that last one, you can prevent all the other ones. Do you know what the last one is? Don't covet your neighbor's house so you won't steal it. Don't covet your neighbor's wife so you won't go sleep with her. Don't covet anything that is your neighbor. He said, Don't covet your neighbor's made servant or made servant don't do that because if i don't start with my heart converting what belongs to another person i won't end up doing evil to obtain it new testament teaches and It said be content with what you have contentment does not mean you don't have dreams and goals but it means you don't envy other people. You are not, you are not jealous of other people. You are happy for them. Over time, God brings you to where your own inheritance is. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? There is no, nothing anybody is achieving or prosper that makes me jealous or whatever. I'm happy for you. But if I see something good happening to you, it also shows me possibilities that are out here for me. And there are certain things that are happening for you that are not meant to happen for me. You get a promotion in your bank I shouldn't go looking for promotion in a bank I might not be called into I don't even work in a bank So what is my business? So you see The Bible said the letter kill it The spirit gives life The spirit of the law is what Jesus Carried over to the New Testament That makes New Testament operate on a higher Standard than the Old Testament But he did not destroy the law the essence of the law is still binding. For example, when you get to the spirit of the law of Sabbath, it doesn't mean I don't have to worship on Saturday. But I have to have a day I dedicated to the Lord. And I also have to have, you know, the Sabbath of the new covenant is even wider. Oh, it can be on a Tuesday. It can be on a we are coming to that. I will show you some things. Um, <laughs> um The essence of the second commandment, that's six of the ten commandments, is for me to love my fellow human beings, love my neighbor. The essence of the first four is for me to love God. Take note. So a priest was going to service, and there was a man wounded by armed robbers. You know the story of the good Samaritan that Jesus told? He was wounded. He was half dead, lying on the wayside. Like somebody who had accident, But you are going for service. The priest passed him because he has to go to service. The Levites also came, past him because he had to be in service. But a man that doesn't go to church, a Samaritan, a sinner, came and saw him and took him to hospital, paid them to take care of the man. And said, if there is any extraction, I will pay you when I come back. And that's how that man's life was saved. So Jesus now asks, which of the three people were truly neighbor to that man that was wounded? Which of them? Because somebody asked him a question. When he said, thou shall love thy neighbor as yourself. Somebody said, who is my neighbor? So Jesus told the parable of the good Samaritan. Which one was neighbor to that man that was wounded? And they all answered, the Samaritan. So he said, you should go home and do likewise. You see, that guy has obeyed these six components of the Ten Commandments more than the ones that went to service that day. The only thing the other ones obeyed is the first four, the aspect of love for God, by going to worship and all that. But the aspect of taking care of their fellow human beings, do you see the spirit of the law? So, this is why on the Sabbath day, Jesus will heal a man that is sick. And the Pharisees will get into trouble. I think I need to show you something there. Maybe it will help. I need to show you something there. Mark chapter 2, from verse 23. Yeah, Pastor Ben, read. And it came to pass that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day. Remember, a Sabbath day, you're not supposed to walk. So, but these are preachers with his disciples. They've been preaching all that, and now they are hungry. And they saw food, and they went through the cornfield, and they were plucking corn and eating. And the people who are in charge of the law said, No, this guy is breaking the law. But this is the man that wrote the law. He's trying to teach them something. Yes, go ahead. And it came to pass that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day, and his disciples began as they went. To pluck the ears of corn. So, harvesting corn is work. Then watch what happened, yes? And the Pharisees said unto him, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day, why do they on the Sabbath day, that which is not lawful? So, your disciples are breaking the law of Sabbath. That's what they are telling Jesus. Yes, see his answer. And he said unto them, have you never read what David did when he had need and was hungered? He and they that were with him, 26, How he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar the high priest, and did eat the shewbread, which is not lawful to eat, but for the priests, and gave also to them which were with him, now david in those days he was wandering running from saul they were running around in the bush in the caves and one time they got so hungry no food you know saul was looking for him to kill they went to the temple if you want i'll read it and when they got there they met the priest Abiata, and they asked him for anything please that they are really hungry the priest said there is no no food here except the holy bread it's like communion today It's already dedicated bread, hallowed bread. And hallowed bread are only for priests. Do you know what happened? The priest asked them, you and your men, have you been away from women? You guys have not touched any lady, you know, sex. He said, yes, me, me and my men are clean. He brought hallowed bread and gave them and they ate. And that's what Jesus was quoting it is unlawful for normal people to eat it but David and his men ate it nothing happened why did God allow that there is a subject here I don't want to go into because it will distract me from where I'm going Pastor Ben even what you call God's money all this whatever sure you guys just did it now for a suffering young woman a young woman that is in. But sometimes those things still can be used to help somebody that is in need and dying or hospital bill or whatever. Yes. And even for those in ministry, there is a leverage here. But we'll leave it for another time. Yes. So, then the next verse. Yes. And he said unto them, the Sabbath was made for man. Not man for the Sabbath. Do you guys see that? So the law of Sabbath, even though it belongs to the first four, the benefits that is about loving God, has benefits for human beings. And you will, the benefits are many. There are up to 12 major benefits of observing it. You are health. You're going to be healthy. And if you if you don't learn to rest, you'll be laid to rest. You will end up dying before your time you might go to heaven, but you go there before you are supposed to. And you leave the assignment that you are given to do on earth unfinished. So even people like me that are loaded, these things ring in our head as control. And when you finish, then the anointing can be on you. When your body is overstressed, it disconnects you from so many things. You don't hear from God, you don't connect to the anointing, even this music, I can tell when they are stressed, when they start singing, there is no oil. It affects your marriage. It affects all kinds of things. The fruit of the Spirit, like love, generosity, gentleness, start drying up the, the brush part. You start being nasty. You start being brittle. You start being touchy. You start being, your words are hard. You don't have that coating of compassion and love. Is that becoming me. Sabbath was made for man and not man for Sabbath. verse 28. Therefore, the son of man is Lord also of the Sabbath. And he's telling me, I'm the one that gave you the law. You don't even know. I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. Okay, look at chapter 3, verse 1. Yeah. The same thing. Yes? And he entered again into the synagogue. And there was a man there which had a withered hand. And they watched him whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day. You see, if the essence of the law is love to care for people, why do you not think the person that extended healing on the Sabbath day is breaking the law? Jesus was introducing this to create the balance so that the people will get what God is trying to achieve. If the spirit of this law is about love, then any acts of kindness I show on the Sabbath day is no breaking of the Sabbath. I'm not. That's why there are essential services. For example, you are pastors now. We are working on a Sabbath day, that's Sunday. When the rest of God's people are supposed to be rested. Well, you and I are walking. But go to the Old Testament, even Moses that gave the law, all the priests, their busiest day is that same Sabbath day. When people come for worship or sacrifice from morning till evening. So now you see, now in ministry, men of God are taught to make Monday their own day of rest. Make your Monday. Monday is usually off day for pastors. It's a standard practice across the world. Because the day other people are supposed to be resting, you are working. And the career professional pastors like you have to go to work. When you're doing ministry on Sunday plus all that, you notice that your Monday is dry. Is, is dry. You, you don't want to go to work, but you have to. So you have to find a day again within the week when you observe that law of retreat, of rest, Because Sabbath is about a retreat, so you can be refreshed, you can be refueled. And that's the law of sustainability. It's not about taking off. Will you go far? Will you finish strong? Is the question. It's not about being anointed now. Will you remain anointed when I meet you two years from now? will have run dry you know people that know me they will tell you they don't understand how the same fire from the school days university days the same passion the same and of course things are only increasing not even stagnant so how the law of refreshing the law of retreat the law of sabbath is the key to sustainability So you're not prospering now, tomorrow your grave will start going down. So, okay, read it. Let them see. You know, the, the man is about to heal somebody and the, some people are angry and this is the man that gave them the law. Yes? And they watched him whether he will heal him on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him. Verse 3 and he said unto them unto the man which had the withered hand the man was paralyzed in his hand the hand is withered yes he said to him stand forth the man stood up yes and he said unto them is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath day you see the or question to is, do evil. Is which one is better to go and rob people on Sabbath day or to go and save life go ahead to save life or to kill but they held their peace verse 5 and when he had looked around about on them with anger, he was angry. Being grieved. Because the day, what is meant to, for the good of human beings, they are turning to another thing. These laws are healthy, they are for our good. They are for our good. They are to protect us, they are to teach us how to love and take care of each other to show up boundaries in relationships. They turn it to another thing. Yes, go ahead. When he had looked round with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their heart. He said unto the man, the man that had paralyzed and stretched forth your hand and he stretched it out and his hand was restored whole as the other. For those who are learning the laws of healing, Do you see? When the anointing is present, you are given instruction. Do what you could not do before. Just do it. It is when you do it that anointing activates restoration. When you don't do it, you say, I don't understand. Maybe, you know, (laughs) do that thing. Bend. They ask you to bend. Bend. You don't understand the law. That's how the law works. That the anointing now creates the manifestation. The man does not carry out the action. He hinders that manifestation. If he didn't do that, his hand would stayed the way it was. Okay, continue anyway. Yes? And the Pharisees went forth and straight away took counsel with the Herodians against him. How they might destroy him. Now, this is Sabbath day. They have gone to hold meeting how to kill somebody on the Sabbath day. But the man just healed somebody on the Sabbath day. Which of the two activity is the illegal one? Remember what is the essence of the law? Love. You have just gone to plot how to destroy somebody. You have violated the law of love, thinking you are protecting the Sabbath. The other man just showed somebody love by setting him free. He is the one that obeyed the law of Sabbath. This brings us to a point that essential services. Okay, for example, go to verse 7. Go, go. But Jesus withdrew himself with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed him. Yes, verse eight. And from Judea, and from Jerusalem, and from Idumea, and from beyond Jordan, and they about Tyre and Sidon, a great multitude, when they had heard what great things he did, came unto him. So if you read it over there, you see he, they moved to the side. Those people came, he healed all of them. Sabbath day. Ministers walk on the Sabbath day. That also is breaking the law of rest. So you have to find another day to rest. Remember that, you know. So see the principle. You can do good on the Sabbath day and that includes essential services. What if all security agencies shut down on the Sabbath day? What would that mean for armed robbers? They know the best day to rob. What if all hospitals shut down on the Sabbath day? What would that mean for the spirit of death? He knows the best day to kill people. Because there won't be any intervention. Somebody was getting ready wake up on a Sunday morning, and the stomach, or uh, they're having problem with breathing, and uh, rush them to hospital, they say, no, 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 today is Sunday, we don't open, because this is Sabbath day, Sabbath day is holy, so there is no treating of patients, and you can imagine on that day, no nurses, no doctors in the hospital, because they're all observing Sabbath, you know the number of people that will be dying on such day every day, what if a building collapses or a building catches fire on the Sabbath that you call the fire services they said no 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 we don't do that so you see now people who work in essential services like pastors security doctors nurses have to have schedule the institution will schedule in a way that they have other days they rest and that the same group of people should not be made to keep working every whatever Pastor Ben, what he also means is that the pastor should not be the one to preach every Sunday. There should be other pastors, other whatever. The same uh, music minister should not be the one to sing every whatever. That's why the thing should have schedules and all of that. You know, because sometimes they are dry and they have to sing. And the thing is not working. So, there has to be that schedule. There has to be order. That. That's why in leadership we raise other people and that makes the life easier. If not But even if you want to be preaching, you have to have other days you rest so that you'll be able to have meaningful ministry. And it's the same thing. And thank God for technology now that financial services and some other services, you don't have to open bank on a Sunday. But people can transfer money, send whatever, do whatever with their cards and all of that, and without you having to open a bank. Don't go and start driving your your staff and opening back on Sunday, using it as a excuse and telling yourself uh, money matter is part of the essential services. we have to open. Okay. Go back to Exodus chapter 20. You read the law of Sabbath. I want to point out a few things before I hit the major thing that the Lord wants me to show you. Okay. Yes. Uh, Go to verse 10. Verse 9 and 10. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it, thou shalt not do any work. So God bans walking on Sabbath day. I have just balanced it by explaining uh, if it's essential service or somebody showing somebody love, somebody went to visit new converts or visit the sick or hospital visitation. All those things are not what he's talking about. He's talking about labor to earn a living. Work. Career, profession. Even in profession, they are essential services too. You carry on all that hustle of Monday to Friday, or Saturday, Sunday, you carry it again. You are breaking God's laws. And you are disrespecting him by doing that. You should go and worship and so on. Go ahead. In it, Thou shalt not do any work Thou nor thy son Nor thy daughter Thy maidservant Nor thy maidservant Nor thy cattle Nor th- the stranger that is within thy gates Okay now This is what I want you to see In the law of Sabbath God extends That benefit to Not only you Your spouse Your children Children too need holidays. They need break. They need time to rest. Then he extends this to your maids, to the people that work for you. Do you see? Men servant, maid servants. They also need time of rest. They also need time for their own families. And like you people that are employers of labour, you are staffs. And you can make the list. Since security is part of the essential services, then there has to be a rotational system that allows so that this one that is here next whatever he's off, another person is doing that, so that this people will be able to survive. And if it's the day of worship that they have to, there has to be another day that is off for them. So that no seven days goes without them having a day to rest.